go to the back of the book, Paul, on page 567. And it's called The Spiritual Experience. And it's on page 567. You find it? Yeah. Okay. The Spiritual Experience, Appendix 2. The terms spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these personality changes or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first, first few chapters, a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate and overwhelming God consciousness, followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations, though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experiences are what the psychologist William James calls the educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference be long before he is himself. He finally realizes that he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could hardly be accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Many of us think this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God consciousness. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual principles. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We found that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. And there's a quote by Herbert Spencer, there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Paul, alcoholic. Hmm. Well, yeah, this is this was quite necessary because the people in the beginning, they thought that there was that only one way it would have to be a, a white light experience. This is always can turn into a problem in any kind of spiritual group. Somebody sort of describes an event and then people think that's that's the only event. Yeah. So it sort of can go to like great lengths where someone, you know, is walking through Walmart in the appliance section, you know, on a Wednesday morning. 
and a toaster fell off the shelf and hit him in the head and he sort of woke up. So then he just innocently describes that to some people. And now people start going to Walmart on a Wednesday with the hope and walk, keep walking back and forth in the appliance section. Hopefully a toaster will drop on their head and thinking that's the only way, the only way they can enter. But there's a beautiful statement in Zen out of many, many. They call it the open gate, the gateless gate. Yeah. So what does that imply? The gateless gate. There's no gate you have to walk through. You are what you're looking for now or the open secret. So obviously that's a a negating, negating statement because the open would negate that there's a secret. Yes, exactly. So and then even in Zen, they would they branched out into schools and there was the school of sudden enlightenment and the school of gradual enlightenment. The sudden enlightenment would be like Bill Wilson getting whacked in that hospital bed. And then the gradual enlightenment would be doing the process of recovery and having a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. Yeah. And, uh, I think whatever way it works is best suited to the seeming person that's going through it. Yeah, because a lot of people do a lot better when stuff takes over slowly than if it's like a, a, a you know, overnight uh, coup, so to speak. So they tend to like to outgrow things, not get completely placed in a position of neutrality in a second, you know. So, yeah. So whatever that is shows an incredible amount of love based on the the predilections and the ability of the action figures. Yeah. So some people would totally flip out if all was revealed. Yeah. I mean, they'd have a psychic break. They would. The, The thing would crumble and the crumbling would seem real. Yeah. So then it would be a real disaster. Someone slowly, it it crumbles slowly, and then you see the unreality of the edifice, you know, for a while. So you're not taking it so seriously when it crumbles. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that's why they had to put this in there because people, of course, not the head immediately looks at, uh, looks at everything as an exclusion, not an inclusion, you know, so someone shares this great event and people think that that uh excommunicates them out of that possibility (laughs) it's insane really again it's the head that herbert spence is speaking about yeah so the 12 steps i would say the point of the 12 steps is a spiritual awakening so that uh there's a loss of interest in self or that that sort of mutated self-awareness. And now there's an interest in, let's say, the infinite, as they call it. And the infinite would be sensed as a presence, yes. That presence wouldn't necessarily have to be produced by thoughts and feelings. It would just be there because it always is. So I think the third step effects describe it pretty well. You'll become conscious of a presence. A new power will flow in. 
these are all uh, the effects of that change occurring through the grace of whatever that is, that power, and through the and that grace moving through the steps. I don't think the steps produce a spiritual awakening. I believe the steps allow a spiritual condition to express itself, really. I don't see steps producing shit, really. Not on a spiritual level. I would say we are spirit. I mean, it's not like, there's not like a, a lack of some there and then too much here. It's just, yeah. So you feel the conscious presence. Now, most of the time we've been unconscious to that presence because we've been super conscious to the selfing. Yeah. We have, we've been really, really engaged with the interpretation of life instead of the living of it. Yeah. And going down that rabbit hole, the view gets more and more myopic. And now you seemingly, you seem to be unconscious of that presence. Now, does that mean the presence isn't there? I don't believe so. I just seeing we're not there seemingly. So once you lose interest in self, the, the like the effect of that is a, you grow in consciousness of presence. Yeah. So now I feel you have a, a way and it turns into a habit where you start before thought instead of appear after thoughts. Yeah. Because if you appear after thoughts, you're the you're the making of the thoughts. Yeah. If you see if you if you are that which is before the thoughts, you have immunity to thoughts quite a lot. Yeah. It's just the thoughts are just the thoughts. There's a lot of meaning given to them. If you're after the thoughts and you're held as the thinker, yeah, that's the obsession with self. If you're before thoughts, you see thoughts as thoughts, not as yours. Yeah, and there's an easier way to travel through them. You're gonna go through thoughts all every day. Yeah. Uh, maybe you won't pay as much attention to all of them, but the ones that go by that you do pay attention. Uh, yeah, a lot of times they're still presenting, they're being used to present false evidence, really, that will appear real if we take it. And I believe that in the, I, see, I feel the root of the dilemma is not alcoholism, it's, it's obsession with self, it's an identification as self, yeah? And that self, how I'm implying it, well, first of all, I don't believe there is a self, there's selfing, but that manufacturing of self is the claiming of the act of being conscious here. You know, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, thinking. I'm not saying you're the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the thinker. I believe there's, there are thoughts without a thinker. There's feelings without a feeler. There's seeing without a seer. What the head does, it interprets the seeing to imply a seer. It claims the hearing to imply a hearer. It claims thoughts that must be yours. You must have something to do with them. Yeah, and they seem so personal. Not at first, because the algorithm kicks into a personal cachet of thoughts that download. Once the selfing hits that algorithm, then you have a story that suits 
this idea of Paul, and only Paul would think this way. Yeah, but it's manufactured. It truly is. Yeah. And uh, and alcoholic thoughts are just when you start seeing, they stick out like a sore thumb. Much more easy to see alcoholic thoughts as not yours than most of the other thoughts. But it's the beginning which leads to a relief from thought, to tell you the truth. So you see alcoholic thoughts and you realize they're not yours because a lot of people have them. Yeah, you go into meetings and people are sharing their thoughts. They sound just like yours. <laughs> There's got to be something being revealed there. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem to have my terminal unique feelings. I don't know what. How did that happen? How did they get my thoughts? How did they get my feelings? Or that's an t- incredibly mistaken conclusion, and they're not my thoughts. <laughs> that's why so many of us, when we drive on the highway of life, being directed by alcoholism, we end up at institution jails and death. You know from very, very various, completely different origins, we end up at the same place. So we must have, we must have been driven by the same thing, yeah? <laughs> you have to get a feeling of that sooner or later, because if you don't see it as something other than you, you're gonna live as self, and you're gonna try to be free as self. And you're going to get caught in that huge net because no matter how great a swimmer you are, you're going to get caught in that statement, self can't get out of self. It's just that simple. Yeah. So the whole point of recognizing the act of being identified is the the first introduction to glue or bondage to this idea of self. That's where the relief lies. Yeah. After that, getting relief for self as self by self is still a form of bondage. Yeah. And so the relief that you're that's possible in that bondage is incredibly stinted. Yeah. Now it may seem to be incredibly great compared to what it was like, but basically uh, a lot, a lot of other possibilities has been, you know, throttled, so to speak. Yeah. Because self can't get out of self. <laughs> so the only way to truly, I feel, to get out of self is see that you're not in self. I don't think, I think that's the correct starting point. If you see, if you're looking from self as self, trying to get out of self, good luck. You know, I just don't see it works. So, yeah. I don't know where that started. Oh, the spiritual experience. So remember, spiritual experiences do not uh, total up to a spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening is to something that's already so. You wake up to it. It's not a new experience. It's a contextual state. You wake up to it. Yeah, by, by basically really the pivot is based on losing interest in self, like it says in and right before the third step, it says, oh, losing interest in self, then all this other shit happens. Like you get interested in others, see what you can contribute to life. That's the, that's the pivot, is loss of interest in self. Now, self can't lose interest in self. 
this is what you, you know, you need to understand these things because you may be thinking something's happening, but the reverse will be occurring. Yeah. You'll be reinforcing self, trying to get out of self. So these are, this is where understanding is helpful. And we're doing this at these meetings where it's just sharing a pair of glasses. And if you see it this way, uh, you'll see a lot more, you know, and hopefully there'll be a clarity concerning something that's quite important because if the starting point isn't the starting point, yeah, if the starting point is the manufactured path of self and you're actually before that starting point, yeah, and you're not really liking the road of self or the path of self, but at that point, the only thing you can do is try to get out of it, not knowing that you're identified as it. So you get caught with the solution just as much as the problem. The solution may not be as flamboyant and extreme effects, but it's still a bondage. Yeah. yeah. Because you're calling a lot of its effects yours. You're in the act of being identified. And if you're in the act of being identified, you're not in the act of being unidentified. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> If you try to be in the act of being unidentified while identified, <laughs> it doesn't go well. You, th you think you reach the promised land and it's quite familiar. It looks just like it always does. <laughs> the promised land isn't a land, it's a way of seeing you. If you're still seeing the same old way, I truly believe you drop an alcoholic into heaven, it's hell in a day. You know, they'll just see, they'll see all the inadequacies of heaven and shit. It's a little too cold up here. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I just keep beating this point. Thank God. Yeah, from where I'm sitting, thank God there's no need to beat this point. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've skied down this hill. I've sledded down the hill. <laughs> it's not that scary, really. <laughs> it isn't. The loss of interest in self. What's the easiest way to uh, get a sense of that is through service, I feel, in AA, at the beginning, for sure. Yeah. Didn't you notice, like, the hospital and institutions, you know, where we live, you had to have six months of sobriety. Then you could bring, go with another person or people and bring a meeting into a detox or someplace. Yeah. And you would have, you would have, you know, a momentum of obsession built up in you, and then you'd be like completely flipped out about what's not happening concerning something. And you would arrive at that facility. And the, the longest I could, I could, the longest the self could stand it would be 10 or 12 minutes. And then it would break and there was that presence and all like that. Every guaranteed, it worked every time for like, I did a lot of H&I for 12 or so years and I thought it's good to let other people, you know? But for 11 or 12 years, I was solidly doing a few a month. And every time, no matter how heavy it was, the head, once it was brought into that room, 
the the air was sucked out of it yeah it was released every time now that's great to have that experience but there's knowledge there something is being revealed by those effects and the stability of those effects yeah you're gonna feel when you're out of self you're gonna feel things that you would really love to feel as a self but that great party sucks when you get there. So you, there's got there's this point where you see the, the the lack of value of this obsession, yeah, and all of its advertising that it's going to be great when you and I, Paul, get there. You realize it can't get there, and there's a there's a sobering assessment, yeah, that self uh, can't go for this job, this ride. It can't go on this path or this journey. And there's a loss of interest in it by the habits that we build in AA. Yeah. And that loss of interest isn't a battle every day. It's a progression. Just like it says the disease progresses, I believe recovery progresses. That loss of interest leads to more loss of interest to a certain point where the equilibrium has shifted. Yeah. You've all lost interest in in self sufficiently to have these accesses of this power to become obvious yeah now instead of being self-aware you're presence aware yeah so the higher power has taken over the company basically yeah. and now the lower power still thinking it's the ceo is put in the mailroom you know just fucking tries to send a message every day but nothing changes really I mean, the head, this head tells me turn left and I go straight for years, right straight. (laughs) It's like a GPS that isn't listened to. (laughs) It's great. So the volume seems to go down because the battery's running out. It lives off of us. Yeah. It doesn't have its own light source. Do you, you we're the battery don't, why would it constantly be playing at us? Yeah. Why would it need any tool to convince us if we weren't something other than it? Yeah, it sure sounds like it works a lot to convince us to do something that if we if we were it, we would just do it. Yeah. Does it? I mean, obviously. It sits there for hours trying to bring you to its idea of surrender, which is fuck it. It is constantly working. You know that you know what happened? Uh, it didn't even happen. It just says it happened. And it just builds a case. And if there's no, the spirit's awakening gives you a, a strong, let's, uh, constitution against these attacks. Yeah. That's what it does. So when you, you can withstand the advertising, you don't commit, so to speak. Yeah. So the fuck it. There's no response. You don't do something stupid. You just do the same old, same old because the habits are in place. So the fuck it just goes off. It just, it just peters out. Yeah. And you realize, you realize a lot by the absence of the problem. You do. You really see the problem from the relief of it. You get a real like bird's eye view. You see the emperor without any clothes. You do. And you stop calling yourself the emperor. You're not rushing to put something on. You just gaze and see it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, the spiritual awakening isn't, it's, it's not like spirit was unawake. <laughs> you know, I mean, and you were just lucky enough to be there and witness its awakening. The spirit has awoken. No, that's Johnny come lately. The spirit is the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we become aware of something that's already there and is always there and will always be there or here, really. It's not a there. It's a here. There's no traveling necessary. It's like contextual. It's like the water in relation to the fish. Yes. Yeah. So the spiritual awakening to me is a diminishing of the interest in self. That's what does the steps diminish the interest in self. And then you awake to something that's always been so. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then your immunity to the other shit grows. Yeah. It does. Almost naturally, because now the suggestions have become habits and habits are actions without thoughts. And so if the problem resides in the mind, you don't want to think about uh, the actions that keep you sober. You'd rather have them as habits, yeah? Obviously. So over time, that's what occurs. You're not looking for a suggestion. You've taken them, yeah? Or, and now they've taken you into habit. Yeah. And then that willingness to go to any length, the emphasis is more on willingness. You may not have to go anywhere. You know, when you hear any length, of course, we think, oh, a huge amount. No, it says any length. It could be no length. Yeah. What? Yeah. So. Yeah. The spiritual, but and a lot of spiritual experiences will happen. Yeah, what you whatever you call them. I can't believe what there's a certain substrata of, of experience called spiritual experiences. That's just coming from the mental head. Oh, that's a spiritual experience. These are I don't know what they are, but I'll get to categorizing them later. These are spiritual. Give me a break. It's a, like the idiot in the room saying who's the savant, you know? <laughs> It's, it's, it's insane. It's a, 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 I'm having a spiritual experience. Yeah, like every second. <laughs> What's the, what do you mean? Are you in con contact with things? Yes. Are you the one who's in contact with things? Yes. No. Consciousness is in contact with things. Yeah. Conscious contact. It doesn't say Paul's contact. No, Paul is the interpretation, the mental interpretation of conscious contact. <laughs> conscious contact is what's happening. Consciousness, not AKA not Paul as a thing, completely Paul as no thing, let's say. Consciousness is in contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then on a level, a more subtle level thoughts, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, ideas, intuitive senses. Yeah, that's consciousness in contact. Yeah, <laughs> in this in this atmosphere, you got to wear a body like a suit <laughs> to get in contact. But the body's not what's conscious. Yeah, 
all of us, I always share it, but I saw when I was about nine, my mother took me to my Uncle Fred's, and I knew Uncle Fred, you know, his wake, and then asked if I wanted to say goodbye to Uncle Fred, which I wasn't that keen about, but she grabbed my hand, took me from the seat, walked by the casket, and I swear, it made an impact then. I, I just saw the body, I said, that ain't Uncle Fred. <laughs> <laughs> it was clear as day. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I realized why I thought the body was Uncle Fred, because I'm thinking this body's Paul. So I was lending this to every other body, what was placed here, which is really the root of all false evidence, don't you think? Really, the false evidence is the. Th- the mental and the physical are first, and the spirit maybe or may not come later. Yeah, maybe you'll have a lot of spiritual experiences, maybe a little. <laughs> but isn't it the other way around? Conscious or spirit is first, and then there's the physical and mental. So we've got the horse. We see, we see the horse behind the cart, even though it's in front of the cart. Yeah all day do you really see shit no consciousness sees stuff yeah then the story of seeing shit is paul saw it (laughs) that's the beginning of the bondage of self and there's also that means that's false evidence isn't it so false evidence is appearing real and the appearance of this false evidence is paul as a body yeah so when false evidence is appearing real, is taken to be me, I fall for a lot of false evidence. <laughs> because a lot of false evidence appears real to false evidence. <laughs> and so we want to get clear, I'm not going to buy any false evidence. You you're already bought the false evidence. You're taking yourself to be it. <laughs> It's going to be very difficult to be able to tell the difference between true or false, because you're sort of on the false side. (laughs) I want to be true to myself. No, you don't. You don't want to be true to yourself. That's false evidence. Lose interest in self. Yeah, that's the truth. Being true to the self (laughs) can be quite dangerous. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yes, this program is incredible. Maybe a lot of things can work, and I'm sure they can. But in this case, this has worked with me. So, yeah, this... This set me straight in this world. I don't think I would have been able to. Uh, I probably would have gotten terminally impaired quick soon. Yeah, it was just. Yeah, I was really being driven hard, you know, by a fucking like we all are have been. And. Uh, yeah, I just I didn't think there would be that many rotations around the sun, you know. <laughs> just couldn't take it so so uh i was lucky i got struck sober i didn't come to this slowly i came to aa 
to, to extend the struck of being sober. If I didn't, if I wasn't introduced to AA through uh, I feel grace conspiring and setting off a train of circumstance that brought me to a meeting that night from, and the thing happened sort of in the morning, that thing that was made available probably would have died on the vine in a day or two. Yeah. But because it was matched with a way of life called recovery, it's extended for 34 years. So pretty incredible, really, really. And, you know, I had nothing to do with that, obviously. I was just at that point, I was not seemingly hopeless. It seemed it seemed like really hopeless. And I was just trying to stay unconscious until I ended up in jail, death or an institution again, really. You know, I was just, yeah, I had, the hope had been extinguished till completely, really. So, yeah, yeah. So from that relief, that's how you can describe the problem is from relief, you know. When you get relief from something, you can you know it really. When you're when you're under it, you don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you have knowledge of it, that's why I don't see self knowledge avails us nothing. But knowledge of self is very valuable. If the knowledge of self is that you're not that, that proves incredibly valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. And. Uh, Release the Krakens, see what happens. Okay, thank you, Paul. Any questions for Paul today, please use the raise hand feature and um, we'll call on the, the orders that the hands was raised. You, you know, Paul, I really like the idea of what you were saying about the uh, hospitals and institutions. And, um, you know, I have experienced that in my, own, in my own little way after hearing about what was taking place. Is that, oh, like, yeah, I could, I could see in my own experience, like I experienced that. Because um, I, I help coach, or I, I coach a, a little league, um, a, a basketball team, and, and a girls basketball team, and my daughter's on the team, and and probably like about a half an hour before the practice or the game starts, you know, my head will start in on me, and it'll it'll give me like you know a whole bunch of reasons why I don't want to do it, and then and then I'll, I'll go to the practice as soon as I get on the court and I start getting engaged in in, in coaching, everything shuts off. It, it's amazing how it happens. Everything just shuts off. I'm engaged I, and, and I have a great time. And then probably about three minutes after I get into my car to get to drive home, it starts in. Oh, you suck. That was horrible. Nobody likes you. And all these. <laughs> yeah. That mental phenomenon that goes on with the selfing just gets, gets, grabs a hold, you know, and it, it wants to grab a hold. But something that you talked about today that I was talking with with a friend is about like that I don't hear too much about is the physical aspect of the selfing. Could you maybe talk about a little bit about that? What do you mean the physical? What aspect? The 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 physical aspects of of selfing that you've talked about in the past. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, on an influential level. Yeah, the, the mental has a lot more influence on the body than the body has on the mental. Yeah. So, uh, like I know, 
when she, when I started to go, I got run over by this car, this car. And uh, at that point, the head disassociated from the body. Yeah, just somehow I moved up into the attic and basically forgot the body. And that was the strategy the head had, yeah? Because the body got mangled up. It just wanted to fly away. It was still attached, but it wasn't at home. Yeah? And then when I got able to start doing drugs more, though I did them in the hospitals, uh, I just went off. And I did not take care of myself at all. And uh, that disassociation, I had to be reintroduced to the body when I got sober. Yeah. And it, uh, and the house was a mess when my head finally got pushed back into it. I had a lot, a lot of physical damage I had, that had to be taken care of and sobriety allowed that to happen a whole lot because I had been avoiding it for years, running around like crazy. Yeah. Well, limping around like crazy, really. <laughs> there was no running unless the cops were there, <laughs> but it was limping mostly. So, um, and of course, the head's having a field day, obviously with drinking the liver and everything, those things can happen. But you know, like almost when you're getting loaded, you don't get flus or shit. Do you? I never had a flu when I was fucked up all the time. I don't remember it anyway. That shit all catches up to you when you get sober. <laughs> because there's so much toxin that it's reached a level of adaptability. I mean, you're really sick. Yeah. And then in that way, it works better to keep avoiding it because it's going to be a, a day of reckoning when the body can, you know, you know what I mean? And so uh, when I got sober, man, I didn't even know that I had a terrible staph infection. Yeah. And my and my legs on my, my upper left leg, I had a huge rod from the knee up into the hip joint. Yeah. Uh, that used to, you could hear it move. It wasn't solid. Yeah. So I get sober. I haven't been sober in a long, long time. And in a way, sober sucked physically because my body was fighting an incredible staph infection and I had no idea of. And it's been, and the colony had been living on the rod in my leg for years. So it was a huge staff colony, like a giant beehive. I had to go to the doctors, the hospital, because my leg would just blow up and I didn't remember hitting it. And then they went through a lot of netty netty, not this, not that, because they don't know what they're fucking doing, really. They just, they just say, it isn't this, it isn't that. And then they arrive at, wait a minute, it could be staph infection. So I had to go through that in a, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, so the body, uh, the body had absorbed a lot of uh, impacts, yeah. physical cars and mistreating, overdosing, everything like that. Yeah, it had a, yeah.
it wasn't gonna the body wasn't gonna be okay overnight it it had a lot of work to be done yeah and aa gave me uh the willingness to go through it all it's incredible really yeah so i mean the head under extreme obsession with self has a like a scorched earth policy and the body is the earth yeah yeah it just burns through it so yeah so i think is that what you were implying part of that sure was yeah thank you yeah and so i still have trauma that the body took yeah but i just don't take it uh You know, when I go, when I, 15 years sober, I take long plane flights and I'd go into Australia and I thought they were going to pull me off the line because I was still wanted by Interpol. Yeah. <laughs> my And so my body would feel contracted and get a little nervous and sweaty. Yeah. As if it was reliving all these shit. And thank God I knew better. So just walk through and every year it sort of got better. Yeah. And a lot of that, uh, that revibrating that way stopped and started dancing to a new tune. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of this. You trust the process. And, and you're not the decider of when the progress ends or starts. Yeah. Or where it's going to go to. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, Mike. Thank you, Paul. I don't see any hands up today, so anybody have any questions for Paul or comments or wanna share a little bit, please do. Now's your opportunity. Can I share one thing about the head's relationship to the body? I've noticed this in my yeah. life. I've noticed this in my own life and watching others. Let's say you're riding on a on a hill and the and you got on your new 10-speed bike and you start veering off the, the cliff. Which do you try to save? The body or the bike? I noticed the bike would be the thing. Yeah, that's very yeah. informative. The head doesn't have much value for for you as a body. It much rather save the bike than you. You'll tumble down the cliff and you'll be thinking, at least I saved the bike. <laughs> that's a weird value system to live under, I feel. Yeah, I seriously. Sometimes it doesn't reveal itself to those moments, but those moments can be quite revelatory because you see the value system of the parasite, so to speak. And you're not up in the top 10. <laughs> you're a vehicle for it to use, basically. Yeah, it doesn't. I had it early on when I was young. I remember a bunch of us, we were like 17, 16, and I used to have a room underneath my mother's room where we'd party. So we dropped some acid there. We we're going to go to uh, New York to see Rod Stewart and the Faces play. And uh, I dropped like two, two tabs of acid and stuff. 
And before I left, my head told me, and I, I had studied the, the greatest instinct is self-preservation. Yeah. And most animals, they have an instinct to save themselves. And uh, I understood that concept. And then I heard my head saying, let's drop about five second alls <laughs> on top of two tabs of acid. And I'm saying, that doesn't sound like it has any preservation instinct, maybe for self, but not for me as a body. It could have killed me, yeah? But, you know, I would get these clues, but I just keep getting pushed to the next moment. But those clues built up when I started to see shit, yeah? So, yeah, this, uh, just look at the head. If you're having a good time, it gets suspicious that it's going to end quickly or they're going to find out you're a fraud. And then if you feel a little bit uncomfortable, it's the beginning of a lifelong depression. <laughs> you got to see its value system. It's way, way scoot. It's not, it's not even keel. Yeah. It's contraction, very, very emphasized expansion, you know, not so much. Yes. Do you want that to be, you know, directing the uh, orchestra? It's so limited. Shit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Something is using us for transportation, obviously. And instead of having a bit in, in our mouth and, and, the, and the reins, the reins are the thoughts. Yeah. And the thoughts are held as yours, all about you. And they're funneling in different information to convince you. And so... It, it runs the show and all the while we're thinking it's us. Yeah, it's an incredible strategy. The parasite has convinced the host that it's the host. It's mind boggling, really. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and for us as addicts and alcoholics, we're like the canary in the, in the coal mine for the vast public because they have the same dimension and dynamic going on. It's just maybe not as expressive or flamboyant because we're extreme versions of self-centeredness and shit. Doesn't mean there aren't other versions. We're an extreme version and all the versions have the similar thing. Yes, yeah, some are just more outwardly flamboyant, attract people in uniform and shit like that. So, but basically, <laughs> something in a way has us, feeds us an interpretation and takes the living of life. Feeds off of whatever it does. I don't know what its daily meal is on us. Maybe drama, maybe that anxiety, maybe it gets a rush off of that. I don't know, but it's like a feeding, isn't it? Like in old shamanism, they talk about <clears throat> this thing as a feeder, it feeds off of us. So it gets, it likes to feed off of the boredom that looks exciting and drama and all this. And obviously fear or anxiety is a gourmet piece. And so it uses us to produce its food, so to speak, and it eats as us. Yeah. So yeah. it's not going to, I don't believe it's uh, capable of being a service animal. I don't, I don't believe it's going to be your companion. 
I, I think it sees us as as a as an adversity. You know, it's not. It likes to keep us in the dark. Yes, for sure. But we wind up being alone and right. You get to be right about all the fucking resentments and shit. And, and alone. Yeah. 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 But even then, there's freedom available. If if all your house of card would just collapse while you're not breathing into it anymore, things could change like that in that second. Just remember, it's a lower power. There are there's a higher power that can just turn around and erase this shit that seems to have years of momentum. It can change the course like that, Grace. It talks about that in here, right? The newcomer won't even know what's happening, but others will see the difference in them. And your little effort will be produced. It's sort of like when you're, we have a public radio station, so they live on donations. So sometimes they say, hey, if you give $100 right now, it'll be matched. Someone else will match it or a 500. Well, this is sort of like, yeah, we give us, we give the $50 and it gets matched for, by $500. Really, doesn't it? So you'd go a little bit and something really expands it. Yeah. Obviously, the other way, it was you gave a whole lot and you got a little back. Yeah. So this is the exact same model, but a completely different turnaround. You give a little and get a lot now before you gave everything and you got a little. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not that which represents that movement, which is pretty fundamental, isn't going to change its tune. Yes. The programming does. It's not artificial intelligence. It's programming. It has its limit. You can recognize it when you see it. Yeah, you realize it's not it can't change sufficiently enough to stay with you. Yeah. So there's a loss of interest in its importance and relevance. And then you get fed by a higher power. Yeah. 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 It isn't you. Yeah. What it's what it says it chose it chooses or what it says it chose you did not make that choice. You got you got dragged you got brought there by something yes, and then it double whacks you by having you as the doer and then you live in guilt and shame and some people keep feeding it for thirty four fucking years. Mm. Like, such a terrible thing when 35 years ago, give me a fucking break. You were driven to it. You were dancing with a gorilla then. You were going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop. Yeah. Right. Yes. This is what's insane to me. <clears throat> from the bondage of self has a lot to do with freedom from time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The past, if it was supposed to happen, it did. If it wasn't, it didn't. Simple as that. Yes? Yeah. 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 That's the temple of the false god, past and future. 
that where that's where the head goes to really worship the false god in what's not happening truly yeah because when you seemingly go to the future there isn't a god there yes god is present tense now yeah you want to call it that the god of self thrives in yesterday and tomorrow yeah it can make shit up it's like a fucking magician yeah something happened i swear to god if you if we have time i was with this lady in australia now my head had a story that i didn't really really like her yeah but all the months all the pictures that were taken spontaneously or whatever i always had a smile on my face so when i presented this case to her she was totally fucking surprised she says hey i thought everything was going great and it probably it was but I didn't think so. The head. So the head says, I got to get out of here. It was like just the pressure it cooked up was, it's unbearable. Like living in Australia, boogie boarding all day, working on this house. It's incredibly terrible with this tall, beautiful blonde woman. Yes, I've got to get out of it. Yeah. I listened to the head completely. Fucking followed it right out of that situation into other ones. Yeah. Now, I think the proof was in the pictures. I was probably fucking a lot happier than I thought. Yeah. This is the bondage of self, I feel. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Paul, we have a, uh, we have some hands that have been raised. Um, Judith, I've seen your hand raised. You, you lowered your hand. Would you still like to come in and ask your question? Uh, yeah, I've just got a um, matter of time. <laughs> it's late here in the in the UK. Thanks so much. Um, I'll just quick. Um, thanks, Paul. Wow, uh, so many important things there. And um, I had an experience this week, um, and uh, I've had plenty of glimpses of of being bored with self, and the selfing just sort of doesn't know what to do with itself. So it sort of takes back burner and goes away. And this week was a kind of an Al-Anon experience of um, where self will usually check what it said, check what it's going to say. Um, oh, gosh, I said that. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have, you know, stood up. I know that all that crap that just, you know, violates everything <laughs> that seemingly was useful to just be clear on, just stuck with some facts. And um, what happens is the body contracts and constricts and it, I have, I think you've answered it though, but just to check with you, it's like a rush of adrenaline, a rush of anxiety. This is very familiar to my body. It's been like that for yonks and years. And even though addiction is like you were saying at the beginning, it's a pure habit now. We don't have to work at addiction issues anymore. That's not, it's, it's a habit. Everything is in its place. And the anxiety was rushing and I was for a split second, the self was convincing. It was quite convincing for a moment of like, you know, you've got, you've gone wrong again. You're doing it wrong again. You're wrong. You're bad. You're... And suddenly there was like this overwhelming like presence of, of um, well, reality. There was a reality that there is no that, which seemingly is now attacking my body. It's just the vibration. And the, the consciousness of understanding was more present than usual because there was kind of a, 
it was just a simplicity of like well this presence this ultimate reality can just do its next right thing i've got nothing left with this yak 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 really there's nothing left i, I and the simplicity of non-engagement i guess i could say now the anxiety moved on and then it stopped suddenly oh, but it, then it came back a day later uh, and this was with someone you know in my history i don't want to let them down you know like it's my mother i want her to be happy and there's no making another sentient being happy i understand that now. it's a fruitless loss lose lose game and um because she, she's just part of the everything she's she says everything as I am, everything with everything. There's no separation. So is that anxiety when it comes, even though there was way no interest? I don't want to inventory it. I don't need to be yabbering on or tell anybody. It's just, it's here, it's vibrating, it went, it comes back. Is that what you're talking about with this almost the physical is is locked? There's a bit of locking in it. There's a knowing that's in there or something. Yes. yes in some examples, but see, you can also take that to step six and seven, because the head wants to use that energy, what you're calling anxiety. It has its desire to use it, and you could uh, bypass that by bringing it to the higher power through six and seven. And so that, because it's energy, yes? And it's energy. Value. And the head wants to use it in one way to further more contraction and find out what the higher power would like to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I fell into a six, seven of I'm willing now. I'll, I'm, yeah. I'm willing. It wasn't like I was begging God. I used to beg God. It was more like a, I'm willing to have like, this is, I told my husband, even I'm going to walk through the fire now. I don't know where that came from. That was like, I'm walking through the fire. Before we went to bed, I told him about the situation. And I just said, this time I walk through the fire because I could lose the whole family here on this one. And it's just like, okay, then it will be as it will be, but I can't predict any futures. That the, and it, there was a willingness I'd never experienced. And yet the anxiety, it went and then it came back late, like the next day or so, day and a half later. It's back. coming back doesn't invalidate uh, the other stuff you just shared. It's mm. coming back. It has its own habitual pattern. You're right. So the habitual pattern, it's going to reverberate. It's right. not, you weren't, you didn't cause it to come back. Yeah. No. It's in, so the bell rings twice. <laughs> or a thousand so, times yeah <laughs> again if you'd like if you have a because you have a conscious uh touchstone of seeing things work in recovery i mean yeah. that's why recovery builds a rock of faith because it actually works yeah so from does. there you can offer it to six and seven because that's based on the faith that you've witnessed in your own life. It's powerful to me. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that evening, I, there was like a, something surrendered me into the, I got nothing for this. Like, take, like, take this, 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 take it, 
you can take it wherever it want to go. Like I'll, I'll walk the fire. If, if I have to walk into the fire, like the moth unto the flame, like that's, I'm ready. Death of self. I'm ready for more of that. And yeah. Yeah. But I'll, go way, there now. I'll go there now. I'll go there now. You're, you're going through what you are all ready to go through. So you're at the walking mm. through the fire. You're not. You're past the point of being ready. You're in it. So, mm. so basically, you've been ready, or already. <laughs> I was made ready. Yeah. Well, because the walking <laughs> through the fire is present tense. It's not like something that's going to happen. You described it right. as something that's happening. So you were ready to walk through the fire, and now you're walking through the fire. I am really in the fire. Yeah, I'm in the fire. <laughs> or, or that thing, that constant naggy selfie selfing. It, it knows it really wants to die. I think it really, it's exhausted itself. And yet, like you say, it's like a parasite. It just comes back with some more yeah. ego, strength, energy, whatever. And and. And if I'm in the consciousness, well, I can't not be in the consciousness, but it's it so beautiful go. and, you know. You can cohabitate the same space. I think I'll have to. <laughs> peace, isn't, peace isn't the absence of thoughts. Right. Peace, peace. and there could be thoughts. Yes, around. yes. This idea the head is always making up requirements. Right, right. And, uh, so, this idea that uh, the funny thing is when the head stops, the idea of the, the thought that you were going to notice it was also the head. So you don't, there's no big noticing it. You're just living its absence. And then, you know what I mean? So the, the thing itself is talking about, I can't wait for me to be absent. You know, it's, and, right. and that was, it's like it was perceived but there's always a thought that comes right after perception. Yeah, so it's so boring. It's almost boring. <laughs> well, yeah, great. Let's see it. And when that, when, when there's a, another reaction to seeing that and the desire is given birth that you would like to have that. Yeah. You're not that either. Mm -hmm. Space, the cloud, I don't believe the sky is having opinions about when the clouds appear in it i don't i don't think it says i didn't want to see, i've seen this cloud before no it's just it's it's space it allows no. whatever yeah occurs to appear in it and i don't believe uh the appearance takes anything away from the sky so yeah. from our this view is, we always yeah. think it does i don't think from the sky's view that oh i'm yeah. literally there's too much shit in here you know i right. think right. it's like is space and shit appears in it. Yeah. I know, I know, honey. My my head would love to be just like my ass likes to have a cushion. My the head would love to have more absence of itself, but it's you know what the hell. Right. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, I think I think that's the the awakening. Just rolling it back to the the, the reading was that just what you said the consciousness of the presence is itself 
everything that is happening, it, it doesn't really care whether it's I'm latching on with us. Oh, it doesn't. Separate self. Sure. It just, and, and it's, if it, it's just a matter of um, staying conscious and recognizing that, I think now that, oh, right. It, and also, it has no you know, interest, you know. What happens is the, uh, the craving for a higher and greater states and shit mm. uh, diminishes and you lose it. Yeah, and now yeah. You, you know, you're, you're okay that you got a pair of shorts on because it's like 99 degrees here today. Yeah, you have really basic, you know. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, if there's dogs yapping in there, so what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet with the yapping dogs. I've still got a lot of opinions and desires, but and, well, and it's, that's okay. It's, it's Your head does. And then if it gets too much, do service or something. You'll get right, out of it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of good service. Yes, and you're absolutely right. I'll finish there because I have to go in a minute. One or two minutes to get going, get make some dinner. Thank yeah. you so much. It's really useful. And I love it that there's a reading and then there's a uh, your take on it. It's very, very helpful to have the non-duality with the 12 steps now. It's really beautiful. Thanks. Oh, great. Great. Well, thank you. Uh, thank everyone thank who sets these thank things you. up. Michael, Stacy, and Nina and our this guy David who started it all and those are the ones that's set this platform up. I just show Thanks. up like you do, really. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice you to ready share for your next question? possibilities. It's nice to share possibilities. Yeah. Especially with no added requirements necessary. I think we a lot of us have fulfilled all the requirements now all right maybe there's there's something that diminishes the idea of possibilities so let's open up that you know you thought it was a ceiling but there's a skylight there yeah so let's let's open up the skylight yeah yeah that's what a, isn't it like that i saw i've been we got this big cactus from a lady who used to live next door yeah big cactus and one was one arm of it was drooping so i moved it a couple of times never did anything about it today i just tied it up to a bamboo pole yeah yeah i mean it was just it was there i could have tied it up the first time but i didn't now i don't get into it about it but yeah so something i became a possibility entered the field which is hey I could just tie this on a bamboo and have the whole thing, you know? Yeah, okay, did it, there you go. <laughs> That's sort of what I feel about when uh, we find ourselves in this, the awakened condition, let's say, the way they speak about in AA, a lot of simple possibilities that were uh, ignored become start becoming available yeah yeah and so and they bring a, a whole lot maybe relief or something else and it just makes things easier and i feel uh i feel a lot of everything is possible but there needs to be the possibility 
that has to be able to enter for those things to become possible. Yeah. Or they'll just be available, potentially available, but they won't activate. So this is what I feel happens with uh, this spiritual awakening and the progression of, uh, of it. Yeah. All right. Anyone else have anything? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we do. We have a couple of questions or a couple hands up. Uh, Bobby, you have a question. Come on in. Joe, we'll get to you in just a few minutes. Thank you for being patient. Who's this? Bob, Bobby, you have to unmute, please. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. You. Oh, I've been following what, you, what you've been saying for quite a few years, and this is the first time I've actually been on the site. So, uh, I said, my name's Bobby, and I'm a grateful recovered alcoholic. Um, nice to meet you, Bobby. Uh, yeah, nice to speak to you, Paul. Uh, some of the consequences of my, my not being able to speak a bit clearly is that uh, after 22 years, time has caught up with me, and I had to have all, all the rest of my rotten teeth pulled out yesterday morning. So <laughs> I know what you mean about the leg, you know, things who catch up. Yes. Uh, but it was, it was still about the spiritual experience. We read it out quite a lot at uh, yeah, my home group. And, uh, you know, we get, we get a lot of people who come and, and they seem to have this spiritual awakening without doing the steps. And they go around telling people, yeah, that they really don't have to do the steps, you know. Uh, you know, put your bum on and say, keep coming to meetings and uh, you'll start to get better. You know, and as you said quite rightly there, you know, uh, you get the spirit right and, and the body follows. And uh, um, I tell all my sponsors when I'm taking them through, I drum it into them that this is, a, this is about freedom from bondage of self. This, this is about moving away from self and moving closer to being God-directed rather than self-directed. It's, it's the pretty simplest way I can ever think of, of describing it. And as it, is, as it is described in the big book, you know, it does say, you know, there seems to be no way of entirely being rid of self without God's aid, you know. And, and, and it's that battering about at the beginning, you know, getting rid of self, moving to God. And, and it, is a, it is that sort of bat and bow process, you know, of like, uh, I think the lady is speaking before, you know, in that process of, of banging yourself around for a while until you just, this spiritual awakening, you know, when it comes, when it came for me, you know, uh, it was like, I just woke up one day and, and something had changed, something had changed within me. And when I see these people who, who, who have got the, the, what they say, a spiritual awakening of God without doing the steps, I, I see this this self, and, and they're, they're actually they're actually giving me a, 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 giving me something that I wouldn't have otherwise. Is that I can see in these people what I used to be like. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we have a program here, a, a comedy program, and there's a character on it uh, uh, called Harry Enfield, and and he, and I used to be exactly like this character, and he would go around telling people. He will, I'll try and do the voice. He, he will say, you don't want to be doing it like that. You want to be doing it like this. I'll show you. <laughs> you know? And I was always going around showing people what they were doing wrong. 
<laughs> I try. When, when I'm taking people through the steps now, I say we're not going to go through the steps the way that I went through the steps. We're going to go through the steps the way it says it in the book. And again, that's a much more simpler way for me to get the message across. How, 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 how do you, I don't know, respond to these people who, who you can obviously see have, have not, uh, not got well, let's say, using the steps? Can you give me some, maybe some direction as to the way I might approach help, to be able to help these people? Yeah, because they, they, they certainly need help. They're the ones who are always whinging and moaning about this, that and the other. Thanks, Paul. You're Thank welcome. You. Well, not knowing them personally, I don't know what I would do, but the idea that I got from your share is... Uh, the action figure has its own value. Yeah, it's like it's a Roman citizen when in Rome. We need to do what the Romans do. So yep. the program and the habits and all this stuff is a way of life or a design for living for the action figure. Yes, mm -hmm. the action figure. And so the action figure is what goes through the process and the head for the diminishing of self by doing the working steps. Yeah. yeah. Four through nine. It allows that spiritual uh, presence to have more influence in the realm of Rome, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of times, People proclaim something and as if that's going to change their old patterns and their old habits and the physical impressions that were left behind by this rude uh, employer. Yeah. And mm. I don't see it that way. It could possibly occur, but in most cases, I feel uh, the action figure with alcoholism needs to go through the steps of recovery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's just that simple. So, yeah. yeah. The, the, uh, actually, the theme, the theme of our group is the design for living. You know, we, we, uh, yes. we have, we have the those posts. Figure, uh, see, the action figure has its own little destiny and stuff. And the spiritual awakening, it just brings brings a certain uh, a certain kind of fruit through the the work of the program. Yes. Mm. So. Uh, and. So I'm a yeah, a lot of people can say something, but you can sense usually if it has mm. any kind of life here in the day to day yeah. living. Yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't, like to me, when I got struck sober, yeah, uh, that day, life conspired to bring me to an AA meeting that night. Mm. Yeah. And so knowing that that idea of being completely spirit was going to die on the vine unless I had a way of life to allow it to extend. Yes to express yeah. 
Yeah. It would have been just, you know, fucking choked in the in the in the cradle, so to speak. But so this way of life brought about a recovery, mental and physical. Yeah. That was mm. what was that was uh, made it more complementary for the new regime, so to speak. Yeah. So mm. that spiritual yeah. that sense of spirit could express through the format of old Paul. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. I felt this experience in this event, it was essential uh, for the action figure to go through the the program. So that because basically the head spirit doesn't have habits, the head does. Yeah. The problem does not reside in the spirit. It resides in the mind, the head. Yeah. So this head has to go through a process so that the interest that it keeps sucking up and absorbing gets cut off from it somewhat. So then the interest will be in that newfound spiritual awakening. Yeah. Yeah. And then express through the head and the body instead of thinking it's the head and the body that has the spiritual awakening. Mm. And so now the head doesn't have to do anything and the body doesn't have to do anything. I think that's a big mistake a lot of times. So. Mm. I like, uh, we, we give the coins out in our group that, you know, it says to thine own self be true. You know, <laughs> I like, I like giving them out because it gives me the opportunity of explaining what you shouldn't do. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, uh, and the head is always looking for the easier, softer way. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason or another, people would love to find something to replace AA with. I don't, you know, it's incredible. Mm. <laughs> they always are looking for something to, to, you know. So yeah, whatever works. But in this case, again, uh, the sp- that moment of the spiritual awakening. Mm. Here, as an event, the spiritual awakening was as bright as bright as can be. For that brightness to be sustained here, changes had to happen to the head and the action figure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because the head wouldn't have been able to withstand this light coming through. It would have flipped out. Yeah. 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 It needed to be, it needed to be, it needed to be resurfaced and reformatted for something yeah. else because a whole new thing was going to come through it. Yeah. Almost yeah. like if you had 110, uh, you know, wiring and then you get upgraded to like 220. Yeah. Now you've got the sense of the 220, but it ain't going to run through the 110 clearly. The 110 needs to be reformatted. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that it doesn't get burnt out by the 220 coming through yeah yeah so that's my feeling about the mental and physical condition being a better conduit to this of the spirit then yeah. Uh, yeah 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 you you have experience of that through delaney street wasn't it i think that you delancey yeah. Street. yeah well delancey street uh in hindsight informed me a lot 
Delancey Street, when I was under complete control, I thrived. Yeah. So the body wasn't the body. And I mean, the head wasn't a giant amplification of the self. I felt I belonged. I was purposeful. So I was in a much healthier condition, which allows different frequencies to express. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, once I left Delancey Street, I was outmatched, you know, the head took over and I went through a 10 month run and then Mm -hmm. washed up on the shores of AA and that was it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but AA didn't get me sober. I got struck sober and AA allows me to stay, allowed me to stay sober. Yeah. I needed recovery. You know, the spirit isn't, it's not a spiritual recovery. It's a mental, physical recovery. Yeah? yeah, emotional recovery, the experience and the and the and the atmosphere of the action figure needed to be undone and redone. Yeah, and that's the program and a design for living that we have. The spirit is fucking shining brightly, but what happens if it's coming through a pinhole? Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. it needs a larger. It, it it would be more expressive if, if it had a larger aperture. To me, that's what recovery is. Yeah, it allows you to, peace can be enjoyed, yeah? Yes, you can feel that new power flowing in. You can, you know, you sense the presence of the higher power, yeah? You're not sensing the presence of the higher power sort of as the higher power. You're sensing the presence of a, uh, a renovated radio, <laughs> yeah, called mm-hmm. Paul, the action figure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it needed some new oil for the knobs instead of constantly being set at K-Paul. It needed to get, get to unclear channel to clear channel, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I a lot of people I meet yeah sometimes the spiritual idea is just the beginning it's not the end yeah 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 the spirit now now it's time to clean the house and and uh start acting differently yeah because you got a new guest (laughs) the spirit wants to come in (laughs) i feel that's what a that's what a does it allows the spiritual presence to flow through the action figures better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. It's nice to meet people where uh, there's no elephant in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can hear it sometimes when you hear someone speak. In AA, you can hear they have a different timber because something has really occurred. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to spell it out. It's loud and clear if you have the ears to hear it. And uh, yeah, I think you get a, you start getting a clarity about what's what. What is of the action figure and what is of the spirit? Yes. And what's the role of the action figure what's the role of the spirit yeah and uh i think over time you get familiar with 
how it's expressing in your this experience yeah and uh it never led me to you know disqualifying the needs being met of the action figure it's you know <laughs> just because i'm not a body i don't starve the body <laughs> it's just <laughs> you know what i mean you're gonna get them you know no more cushions for you no you know it's just i feel like i have a yeah, it seems to be all right. You know, the balance seems to work. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, nice to meet you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. All right, next up, last question we have for today. Come is back you... too, Bobby. Come back and visit us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe. Thank you for being patient. Sure, Michael. Sure. Thanks. Thanks, and thanks, Paul. Um, I forgot why I raised my hand, <laughs> but it's it's been a it's been a great meeting. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I've been listening to you for a while. Your recordings, and, and this first time I've had a chance. Second time I had a chance to be live. I'm at the uh, Awakening Together Retreat House in Levita, and uh, here for uh, why well, I got to spend time with Regina last week in retreat. And, and uh, um, there's a lot of uh, uh, drama going on and circumstances in, in Joe's life. And yet uh, I have a place to stay and, and uh, um, yeah, and sober and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, I've been sober uh, many years in AA and active in AA. And, and, and I love how people, when people, you know, express what the heads do it, you know, and just, just to bring that up. Uh, for instance, you know, I got sober in uh, in uh, '87 and have been active in AA for a long time. And it wasn't until maybe um, I don't know three or four or five years ago, you know, it, the main problem centers in the mind that that landed right away. However, for maybe the first 25, 30 years, you know, identified as the mind, that's what I am. Everything that goes through here is Joe, right? I mean, there's a tremendous amount of suffering. Um, looking back on it, it's it's you know simply from believing and identifying with that stuff all the time. I mean, constantly, constantly. So now when I hear people, if for instance, you know, driving out here, I drove it out here from Kansas City, right? Um, and this is this is this was arranged by life, by the universe, by God, whatever, you know, Regina and the people here and my wife and all the stuff. And uh, and it's for my own benefit, for my families. And and I'll tell you how many times the head's going, this is the stupidest thing you've ever done. You need to turn around right now. This is not safe. You're not going to be safe. This is ignorant, you know, and just, you know, just to see that um, and to have some space there to recognize that that's not me, you know, I'm watching that. And uh, watching is happening, you know, it's just being seen. It's just being seen. And, and closer to home is when you were talking about, you said how many years you spent carrying the message to hospitals and centers, right? You said 11 or 12 years or something. And I'm sitting there and, you know, like I said, I've been sober a long time and an active member and solid member of AA, but, you know, you didn't carry the message to a hospital for 11 or 12 years. Paul did it. Paul did it something better than you did, right? 
Maybe yeah. you need to go back and revisit that, right? I mean, that's the shit that goes on. It's just, it's just, um, um, and it's such a relief. It's such a relief to, uh, to just see it, to just see it, yeah. to know that it's, it's, um, it's not me, yeah. you know? And to, yeah. Yes. So I'm, I just, I feel um, uh, fortunate to have uh, ran across you and your message. You know, uh, I had a long time, I had like one foot out the door of AA, I think. And then the message you're recontextualizing, especially page 64, that whole thing on page 64 about, um, you know, about self, and that's not, yeah. that's not us. Uh, I mean, that, change, that changes everything, changes everything. And today, the idea that the spirit is not what has the awakening. I mean, it's a spiritual awakening. It's not the spirit that's having the awakening. No. It's just kind of the shit falling away, right? It's just yeah. the, the false the false falling away. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, powerful stuff. And I, I appreciate you, sir. Um, yeah, so, and, and what's been shared here. So, yeah, thank you for letting me carry thank on you. a little bit. Thank you. For your share and uh we'll be here not thursday but we'll be here usually. yeah <laughs> thursday i'm flying but yeah that's the point once uh you know the cat's out of the bag yeah as a great master in in india said your head is in the tiger's mouth once you start seeing what you're not yeah yeah, it's sort of like having a driver that never makes a turn. Yeah, it keeps saying the same narration. It's sort of like the GPS when you don't follow it, it pauses and then it regroups and wants you to make a U-turn and then you don't follow it. And it yes, and basically that's sort of what starts happening. The GPS of the head keeps giving you directions and you don't take them. You just go straight. Yeah. <laughs> the battery runs out sooner or later. The volume weakens sooner or later, hopefully sooner. But yeah. it is going to weaken. Yeah. Because it, it feeds off of us, our juice. Yeah. When our juice is withheld, that's its Armageddon. It gets quite concerned then. And, you know, you've. It doesn't matter if you're half foot out or not. The higher power hasn't had a, a, a one foot in your life. It's always available at all times. Yeah. yeah. It never mm. just put one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. It's all in. So if you're willing to agree to the what was committed to, which is being taken care of by something else, yeah, that something else will take care of you. If you don't want it, fucking all right. But <laughs> if you're available, it's available. That's for sure. My feeling. Yeah. So, yeah, Joe, it's nice to meet you. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Thank you much, Joe. All right, Paul. Uh, went a little long today, but awesome meeting. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Let's uh, make an announcement. Thursday, we will not have one at 1030 Pacific time. We will have one to today at 430 Pacific time, a non-duality one. Uh, and then uh, 
we will have one tomorrow night. Yes, at seven. And then Thursday, no, but Saturday will be on and pretty much everything will be on. Yeah, while I'm in the East Coast. So I think it's just this Thursday and then uh, actually probably yeah, it'll be this Thursday and next Thursday. The two Thursdays are probably going to be off. All right. The second one may happen, but the first one tomorrow, Thursday won't. All right. I get more confused. <laughs> so I hope I didn't confuse you. No. All right. Great. All right. We, so thank you, Michael. We can check the website to keep up to date on that. Yeah, the website has it, uh, has the information organized better than I can. So. So, uh, excuse me, we got Bill C, Kathleen, for the lady who asked about them, yes, we will get together earlier. I'm going to call up my friend Jeff today and see if he wants us to meet at his place because he has a huge outside area and it's not far from the church, about 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, we, so, we exchange. We exchanged mm -hmm. phone numbers with the gal earlier. Right. Today, so yeah, we'll I'll let you know, Bill, and then maybe you can let her know. All right, I'll try to do that today. Sounds good. All right, so we got uh, Kerry. Always a pleasure, Kerry. At the house in Hawaii. We, oh, we, we, got, we got Samuel. Jay, nice to see you, Samuel. Welcome. I saw you last week. Yeah. Kathleen, always. Joe, thanks for your share, Joe. Hey, remember you're in good hands now. Yeah. Yeah. Life is in the living of it. Yeah. It's not in the uh, not in the outcomes, is it? It's right now is a moment. You know, and like it or not, you're all in this moment. There's no getting into it or believing you could be out of it. We're all in. This is, you know, that's the way it goes. You can argue with it, but it doesn't work. We're all in. And then just read the tea leaves. Yeah. You'll see imprints and you just take the next step. Yeah. James, nice to see the Lebowski. Yes. If you've never seen the movie, The Big Lebowski, I, I would recommend it. If you laugh at the beginning, you'll laugh all the way through. If you don't laugh at the beginning, you'll be going, what? But the Cohen brothers make some damn good movies. Yeah. I like Raising Arizona. It was fantastic, too. With Nicholas Crazy Cage. <laughs> and if you're interested in a very strange horror movie, Mandy put out only about two years ago by with Nicholas Cage in it completely over the top. Fantastic. That's all. Has nothing to do with the program. This one person's opinions, which I, I have a very weird sense of taste, I think, with the films. Or so Amelia says, Kristen, nice to see you. Kristen, I'm going to see you in Doylestown. Yeah, I'm going to be there. Can you send me your number so I can call you if you want to meet earlier or something? Yeah, let's meet earlier and I'll send you my number. All right, great. Thanks. Yes, you're welcome. Roman, yes, 
we will have a will a rendezvous in Italy, hopefully in September. Yes, Anu, there she is. Uh, uh, we got Bobby T. He's uh, he's nice to meet you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Joseph in France, Stefan on having never left. I'll be seeing Alex pretty soon, I think. Yes, fantastic. Sarah too, get Sarah to come along. What's what's she doing? She's she said she's coming with me. We're gonna come together. Yeah, does she still have that bus, that yellow bus? Yeah, it's oh. not, it's white. Oh, it's white. Wow. But yes, she's bus life. Take eight years. <laughs> oh, 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 all right. I'll see you next week. I hope, yeah. or this week end maybe. Yeah. Wow. Nina, always oh, a pleasure. Good to see you. You missed the title of Nicolas Cage's last movie, which is "The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent." Yes. <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't seen that yet. But just the title, it's funny. It's funny. I know, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your dog, all right? There he is. Can you see him? No, like, see something moving. Oh, there. Yeah. Oh, great. He's alive. Thank God. Yeah. Chilled out. They know he's how eating, to chill out. He's eating very well. Trust me. Oh, he's great. Happy. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Thank you for asking. It just rolled over. Yeah. <laughs> we got Jono from the UK. I haven't seen him in a little while. Always a pleasure to see you. We got Kim from down the uh, the LA area. We got Annette. Annette, I will be running into you in Doylestown, I hope. Yeah. Yes. That's very good. I've been trying to recruit attendees, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You know. Yeah. This isn't the more the merrier. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> this is more only the lonely. <laughs> yeah. uh, you hit that well. <laughs> yeah. We got Lucas. Yes, we got uh Karen. Karen R. Nice. I think I don't know if we've met before. Nice to see Karen. Uh let me see. Christy, yes. Uh, who else? I think that's it. He's Karen. We've got that one. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, listen, thank you for today. It's always a pleasure to sit with everyone. And uh, yeah, remember rule 62. Don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah, especially as self. 